Thread Podcast. As always, I am Brett, and across the way from me is Steve. Steve, I have a very important question for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. What was your AIM screen name? Oh, don't do this to me, man. Don't do this to me. I'm calling you out right now. Don't worry. You tell me yours, I'll tell you mine. I mean, I have like three I could tell you. Let's hear them. You want to hear them all yeah. right now on yeah. air? Okay. Uh, so, so embarrassing. Uh, I had one, the cookie floats. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> I know, funny. So it's it's kind of funny. Yeah. What was the relevance? I don't remember. I think I dropped like a cookie and some milk or some oh, shit. Oh, you were just And <laughs> it just stayed up top. It didn't go anywhere. <laughs> There's no. It was just more like an actual thing that happened to you. Yeah. I like that. Okay. That's uh, similar how, to how I came up with a name for something else a while back when I was making music. Okay. Um, The other one was, oh, God, uh, Smiley Boy 365. Smiley Boy 365. Uh, created by an eighth grader, only I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> or I think in late high school, actually. Yeah, but I like that because you weren't actually a smiley boy. Back then I was. Were you? That was before the world made me hard and cold. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other one was Stephen All Over. Stephen All Over. So lame, dude. Was that the one you had in college? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so, yeah. Okay. It was like one of my favorite bands at the time. It was like a song and it was like that, but with a different name. And I was like, oh, I'll make it that. Thank God AIM shut down. Let's put it that way. Yeah, but it was a time of our lives, man, that you can't you can't forget and I wouldn't want to take away. Oh, I directly the opposite for me. I can't tell I you I can forget and I do want to take I it away. I can't tell you how many random people I talk to. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, the internet was a dangerous place, man. Yeah. Not as dangerous as it is now. Uh what was your name? I had there? I had two. My uh my first one was I bet you I don't know if you can guess where it's from. Super BK Gohan Fort. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe a little show called Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z, man. That's funny. That was mine until like, I don't know, 10th or 11th grade. And then I changed it to Koobs 004. Koobs 00. That's Which is pretty. Not that know, creative. No, but not it's that better creator. than uh, creative. Super BK Gohan, right? Is that what I don't know if it's better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that would land me le- uh, more ass than, than BK004. <laughs> oh, depends shit. on, uh, you know, your demographic, who you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, depends on uh, somebody's, uh, what's the word for that? Uh, not Fetish? standards. <laughs> no, like um, self-respect. Oh, yeah. Level. So Okay, that's true. That's true. <laughs> to hook up with a guy who's... BK Gohan. What was it? Super BK. Super Go- BK Gohan Four. That's amazing. All day, baby. Hey, but you know, like we said, man, dark times. Well, well I said that. Steve, thinking of you know, all these memories, I want to take a quick trip down memory lane. Oh, please, why? Why do you want to do that? All right, what is it? Steve, do you remember all like the gym classes, all the gym games we used to play in class Vaguely. in high school? Vaguely, yeah. dude. My phys ed teacher would come up with some random shit but it was always like the most fun it was like you'd take like a scooter and like 
football and throw it like a frisbee into a basketball hoop oh but dude i always had the most fun with that shit when you say like, scooter i'm sorry you mean the we're talk- flat square thing that's on wheels that you like that little like yeah this? yeah okay. you remember that thing? yeah of course i remember Remember that. the games used to like the racing games you used to play yeah yeah of course it was man. fun our gym was a little more structured than that unfortunately. was it wasn't yeah. as, as wild and carefree nah and wait we're talking about high school you said uh any 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 school okay yeah because uh we had this dude, Mr. Deke, one year. Was he a Deke? Yeah, uh, no, he was nice. But the problem was that every period he'd be like to the other gym teacher, he would waste like ten minutes telling a really bad joke, and everybody would just be like, "I just want to fucking go to gym, dude. I just want to play. I want to play tag. Let's go, uh, dude." And he would open up every single one with Mr. Deke, uh, Mr. Mr. Sousa. Uh, I got a conundrum for you. But, like, the way he said it, you just wanted to punch him in the face. Dude, God rest his soul. I'm sure he's passed away by now because he was very old. He was an older guy. Yeah, but, nah. He wasn't it, though. <laughs> as far as gym teachers go. Now, were you a pro dodgeball or against it? I was pro. You were pro, yeah. I was athletic enough to not care. To to keep up? Yeah. Did you ever win? Uh, I can't say for sure. I don't really remember. Okay. Probably not, but I didn't really... I don't know. Like when I was in high school, I was playing football, so I wasn't too worried about winning in gym. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was more worried about like what I'm going to do after <laughs> school for football. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just didn't. But well, probably not. <laughs> to answer not. your question. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was athletic, but not that athletic. Yeah. Stop tooting your own horn, man. We I, know you played. Oh my god! <laughs> I think that's the first time I've ever said that. On, I think on it the is podcast. too. Actually, I okay. honestly didn't even realize you played football. And I'd known you for like four years of college until I went to your house. That's funny. And saw a picture of you in like your little fo- football uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird, right? Yeah. And uh, weird. to think that we almost did, it. we almost could have like not met because when I was in high school, senior year, this guy came from some random college in upstate New York and offered the entire like offensive line group scholarships get out of here are you serious yeah and everybody declined and i wonder how my life might be different why did everyone decline i don't even know the other guys were talking shit and then instead of thinking for myself i was like yeah yeah fuck it. I don't i'm gonna go with the crew stupid as i'm fuck. gonna be a conformist because who knows man what could have happened you could have well know? i would say you could have been debt free but i mean you took the responsible path and paid <laughs> off your student loans bad idea no dude great <laughs> idea Nah, man, fuck that. <laughs> you wish you had the money now. <laughs> well, I wish I also played football for a little longer. Oh yeah. Instead yeah. of stopping, especially because my last game ever was in a championship and we lost. Damn, Horrible. that's harsh. That's that harsh. Terrible. Man. But look, dude, if you hadn't, if you hadn't turned it down, we might not be here today recording this beautiful podcast on a nice sunny day in Long Island. Yeah, I could live without it, man, for sure. Episode number twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> twenty-two, yeah. Two-two. Two times two is the four. The big two, two. Lucky number four. I'm the big three, two. Ooh, three, two? Which is scary. Ooh, you are the big three, two. Soon yeah. to be big three, three. Yeah, man. So, I mean, you're not that far behind. I'm not that far behind. Three months? Yeah. Yeah, we're getting old, man, which sucks. <laughs> Steve, what else have you been up to, man? Uh, Really, man, just devoting all my time to being frustrated, playing video games because this game is like 50 hours long and every time you think it's over it's not over you know what i'm saying and then you have 1999 behind me over here on the computer phantom menace which is just the graphics look like 
it's like if a five-year-old right like went to a computer and filled it with like beans and then it still somehow ran but the graphics card was like damaged that's what it would look like it's very pixelated yeah is that what we're going for yeah it's bad yeah (laughs) and i have other older games that i know are going to be better than this piece of shit but uh it's almost over you gotta play you got i mean you started it and you're a man that finishes something he starts. Pre, uh, except for Boardwalk Empire. I except for Boardwalk. That. Oh, yeah. Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Um, but I, I did watch two movies, though, by the way. Let's hear it. I know everybody's more interested in that, of Let's course. Let's hear it. Uh, I watched... I can't remember the first one. I watched... <laughs> I, I'll tell you the other one That's that I do remember. Uh, I watched Titan. I thought you were going to say Titanic. I was like... No. Nah. Hey. Titan. Right. Well, it's pronounced Titan. T i t a n e. Yeah, it's like a French jump off. Okay. Really fucking good. Yeah. Really good. Highly recommend. What's that streaming? Uh, Hulu. Nice. Yeah, dude. It's uh. It does its thing, man. It's it's a pretty pretty unique experience as far as movies go. I feel like I've seen that promoted along with like Sensor. Yeah, they kind of came reason. up around the same yeah. time, I guess. And it's got the chick from Raw, which I never saw. We but watched I d- it together. Raw? Yes. At Little House, by the way. No, we didn't. Yes, we did, Brett. What? Yeah. Now, we were did. my eyes open or closed when we were watching? I don't movie? know. I was looking at you. I was watching the movie. You're, we actually we watched it. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. I don't know. I think there might have been someone else in the room. Maybe Barbara, but I'm not sure. Okay. Yes, I do remember sure the movie do. now. No, absolutely. Okay, good. There's like a part. I'm not going to give it away. Yeah. But, okay, I remember it. I remember Yeah, it. it's this chick, uh, Garant, I'm going to butcher this chick, Garant uh, Marillaire. Yeah, you butchered that. French as fuck, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Marillaire. Yeah, well, whoops. Uh, and, yeah, Titan is actually Titan, and it <laughs> means uh, titanium. Ooh, okay. That's what they say in the movie, at least. Nice. I don't know if that's to be believed. Mm-hmm. but. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. And then the other one, I can't believe I forgot, was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I still you haven't seen it. To oh see that. man, that in Halloween Kills. Yo, what were your thoughts? Oh, honestly, dude, I think Americans, not to get like political, but it's not even political. But Americans and younger ones at that, like on the whole, are just they're ready to rip on shit before they even see it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So when they course. do see it, it's like, oh, it sucks because I knew it was gonna suck. Right. Like. I mean, I'll give my thoughts in a second. But for example, I watched the trailer for Men, uh, Alex Garland's new movie. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, this just looks like this. And this is going to be bad. And I'm like, dude, just watch the fucking movie, man. Like, <laughs> But uh, that said, um, I thought it was really good, man. Honestly. Okay. It was really entertaining. And, nice. Uh, yeah, there's parts like any horror movie where it's like slasher. You're going to be like, okay. Of course. Fucking, like, I get it fucking trophy and yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But if you expect that, but it does some great shit like building tension and like some good shots and stuff. I'll say yeah. the, the the visuals are probably oh well done. Dude, there's one particular scene which I won't bring up now, but I was like, whoa, that's really, really good. Yeah, like, like graphic kind of? Oh, directing. Dire- oh, okay, nice. Oh, the graphics, that's there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely there. Well, that's definitely one I'm going to check out as soon as I get a chance. Yeah, it's literally on Netflix. The most popularized uh, streaming service <laughs> ever yes that yeah i would say it is probably the most popular streaming be. service yeah be. what else maybe disney plus might give it a run for its money just because of the audience that attracts in time 
I in think. Time. In time. In time. Yeah. Um, what about you? Ever watch anything? Yeah, I actually watched half of what you watched. I watched one movie, but it was a good one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I actually just got back from a trip to Norway. Uh, so typical I got back. fancy. Yeah, I was out visiting TK the first time in two and a half years. Wow. I got to meet my nephew for the first time. Wow. So it was uh, a crazy... (laughs) I forgot he had a kid. Yeah. It was awesome to finally get out there and see them. Yeah. Uh, A couple things about Norwegians um, that differentiate from us. One, they dress nicer. (laughs) Like every day? They all look like they come from like a GQ magazine. Wow. Jeez, your brother Uh, fits right in then. He fits right in. (laughs) Two, they love to be outside even in the cold. That's insane. It's wild. I can't tell you how many people were out and about when it was like 25 degrees outside. Uh, what? They but just, they're yeah. appropriately dressed, though? They're yeah, not yeah. I mean, it's like like people here don't dress w- in wool. They're, it's all like cotton and polyester. But like out there, everyone owns some article of like wool clothing, whether it's like an underlayer or like a, a wow. jacket or something. So I mean, it's the best. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's the best material to have, I guess. Yeah, yeah, right, no, cold it is. weather. Yeah. All right, shit. So and, what? What else? And uh, their bread is a lot healthier. Oh God, Ezekiel <laughs> bread two point Ezekiel bread. They got the sprouted grains. They got. They're going uh, in. They're, they're going hard. So wait, I have a question. Do they wear Canada Goose there a lot? Like the jacket? I know I know what you're talking about. I don't think so. I just thought, uh, for some reason, I always thought Norwegian people would wear that. I, I could be know. wrong, though. Yeah, maybe it's Swedish people. They have, like, uh, there's a brand out there. It's like um, it's like a fox. I can't pronounce it. It's like Rajnovic or something. Like, right, right. I don't know what it is, but I see a lot of people, like, with, like, the backpacks and stuff. So Okay. Oh, wait a minute. You'd probably know. I've seen it before. Yeah, it's I like think. Fallen. Fallen's Yeah, yeah, yeah you know exactly shit. what okay, I'm talking okay, about. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's always Canada Goose or the other one, the other depending one. on where you're located in Europe. Exactly. There's much. only two options. That's it. <laughs> yeah, there's literally no other brands out there. But getting back to the movie. Yeah, yeah. Where I was going with that is I had to fly out there, right? It was a long trip. So yeah. two direct flights. Um, And I don't know about you, but. I thoroughly enjoy watching movies on a plane. And I think the reason behind that is that there is, with the exception of my two-year-old kicking the back of her seat, <laughs> very limited distractions. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. you can kind of, and you're sitting like a foot and a half from the screen. Yes, yes. So you can just, like your full undivided detention is on that movie. Agreed. Um, but I watched Doctor Sleep. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, dude, really good Really movie. good, right? And I went in there with... Uh, some apprehension because I wasn't sure. I heard mixed reviews. I mean, it's following up, you know. But great, dude, perfect. It was that blew me away. Yeah, blew me away. Really well done. Did not and expect that, it. That last like thirty minutes, where you know, I don't want to give. Oh away the yeah, plot, but yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember. Yeah, I think that was um, uh, that was awesome. I was right? I wasn't expecting that to happen. Dude, McGregor, man, really good. Yeah, uh, he crushed it. And the other chick, Rebecca Hall. No. Oh, wait. oh, no, no, no. The reason why I'm thinking... <laughs> her Re- name is Rebecca, too, though. Yeah. I forget um, her. Um, Rebecca f- starts with an F. Who plays, like, the lead in the cult? Yes. Yeah. Now I need to know. The but, reason uh, I'm thinking Rebecca Hall <laughs> is because right after I tried putting on uh, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, and, and she's, she's in, in that. that yeah. yeah, Rebecca Ferguson. Ferguson, okay. I think she's a mad good actress. Man, yeah. Honestly. Awesome job. Um. All right, dope, man. So the one movie you watched wasn't a total shit show, so that's nope. good. That was good. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah, man. Um, I was trying to think. Yeah, and I also been finishing up Mayor of Easttown on HBO. Who's in that? Uh, 
who's in that fucking Kate Winslet, bro. Oh, yeah. Are you man. watching that with Carrie or no? By myself. Nice. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, and the kid. <laughs> Why are you giving me that I just, look? I just to me. The kid. Oh man, I don't know his name, but he's like a great actor. He played a. Uh, oh, did you see Wandavision or no? I did not. Fuck. Okay, he plays Quicksilver in that movie. Okay. And he all. I mean that show. And he also played. And he's, he's in American Horror Story as well. Oh, oh, uh, Evan. Yes. Evan, that whatever his name is. That dude is a great fucking actor. Evan man. guy. He's a great, yeah, he's, he's a great actor. I love him so much, man. Um, yeah. But yo, if you're looking for like a serious-ish, like there's still some dark comedy in there, like murder mystery type shit. It's fucking, it's only seven episodes. That's yeah? it. I think that's like, it's okay. a miniseries or whatever. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, it's fucking awesome. Mayor man. of Easttown? M-A-R-E, Mayor. Oh, Mayor. I think okay. her name is like Marianne, and they call her Mayor. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, really fucking solid. All dude. right, cool. Definitely, before you start talking shit about Kate Winslet. No. You were thinking Speaking of Titanic. <laughs> there's some sort of correlation between Titanic. <laughs> yeah, I don't she's know what okay, it is. I guess, as far as actors go. No, she's, she's older she's than good. she looks. Is she? She looks older than she is. That's oh, what I'm yeah. Yeah, I that has it. nothing to do with her acting ability. I don't know why you said that. I don't know why I did either. <laughs> no, I'm, but uh, I'm lethargic from. I can understand what you mean though. Lack like of looking sleep. at her, I'm like, okay, she looks like she's a solid 93. Yeah, yeah, like minimum. But she's really 83. Like her and Betty White were born the same year. Rest, oh, rest okay. her, That's terrible. her soul. No, but uh, bang up job either way. Nice, cool, cool. Oh so, so what are you, uh, what are you thinking? What am I thinking? I am thinking we should jump into some pre-spoilers. Pre-spoilers. I need to say it out loud because of what I did last time. Yeah, you did. You start jumping right in. I was like, oh my God. And then the guy. So I'm going to tell you about the the time (laughs) in the very ending where he got killed. (laughs) Oh, shit. That happens? Oh. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so uh, I guess I'll kind of get in there. My nose is like really stuffy. I don't know why. Is that happening to you? No, it's all right right now. It's really annoying. I should have bought tissues. Yeah, uh, you should have. But anyway, um, so yeah, we're doing 2020's uh, Come True. This is by Anthony Scott Burns, I think his name is. Yeah. Okay, I should probably know that before I say it. Uh, <laughs> I want to be respectful, man. Uh, Anthony Scott Burns. He hasn't done a whole lot, this dude. Um, he did like five movies, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most well-known of which is like if i'm not mistaken an anthology film called holidays he's on that one yeah i I think that's the most well-known because i'm looking at the other ones and it's not anything i've really heard of yeah he directed 2018 our house which i have you seen that no it looks like the poster looks yeah it looks pretty good yeah actually and he was also a second unit director (laughs) For 2019's In the Tall Grass, that Netflix original. Oh, no shit. Okay. Um, I didn't even know what a second unit director was, but apparently that director's in charge of like the film's secondary crew. Oh, And a okay. second camera that shoots scenes separately from like the main crew. So oh. like he might be filming like crowd scenes or like uh, like explosions that don't involve the main actors. Interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I mean, I guess it helps uh, keep the process like moving. Yeah, yeah. Because if you had right. to film every scene one at a time. With one director. It would take he had forever. to be at like two spots and one. Yeah. Take forever. Um, yeah, the, the cool thing about this movie and about Anthony Scott Burns is that he not only directed the film, but also wrote, shot, edited, and provided part of the synth score. 
Wow. Under the name uh, Pilot Priest. <laughs> Pilot Priest? Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, um, he's getting his uh, Seder on. Yeah, he's getting his Seder on. Jordan That's Graham. Right. He's getting Damn right. Jordan I was trying to think. Jordan Graham, our man. That's funny. Yeah. So that was uh that was pretty cool to see and uh the score was pretty sweet. Oh dude. I mean, we both know we don't have to say it, but like <laughs> it's implied. This movie is about as eighties as you can get without getting too eighties. Like it doesn't take place in the eighties, but it still has an eighties feel. Which is funny because it did this thing where it makes you confused what year it is. Similar to, do you remember? I don't know. <laughs> Tell me. It follows. Oh yeah, yeah. Where okay. like people are dre- like Doctor Myers, he's dressed in like eighties clothing. He's got like the big True. thick glasses. Um, Sarah's mom drives like an old like eighties or something cutlass. But then they have modern coffee shops and shit. Self. She has a cell phone. Cell phone. Um, right. Right. Okay. So it is like I. I definitely got hints of it follows yeah um not only in like the the timeline but also in like the the score yeah um and also in like the uh, the filming of the movie like it's oh it was very like somber dreamlike it felt like i was almost like sedated yeah muted colors like M- very muted colors yeah. very atmospheric uh but very visually pleasing. Oh, dude, amazing, man. And, like, the synths, like, they don't really, they don't play a ton of music throughout the movie. Like, it's more, like, at the end, in the beginning, in the middle, kind of, like, almost like a mm-hmm. like a peanut butter and pickle sandwich like that. You, you know? have that before? No, never. This could be good. I haven't seen it all over the internet, though. Oh. But people, I don't honestly. know if they like it. I just, I've seen it. It's worth, <laughs> a, sh- <laughs> just, I it's worth a shot. I haven't read the comments enough. <laughs> yeah, but, uh. No, but the score is great. I didn't know it was uh, Anthony Scott Burns, which is why you're here to tell me that. He did part of it. I don't know who else did it. But. Oh, okay. So he, but he definitely shared the workload with somebody else, music wise. He may have. Okay. I think he said he did part of the synth. So I don't know where the other like ethereal sounds came from. Yeah, we'll have to ask him the next time we next talk time to him. Next time we talk to him, we'll get him on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, this this movie just really quickly is about a teenager uh, who's frustrated with her poor sleeping habits, and she decides to undergo a sleep study. And what ensues is a nightmarish descent into her mind. Pretty terrifying. Um, also, you might get better sleep if you didn't spend your time sleeping on playground slides. Yeah, yeah. That that was a very interesting opening scene. And, I mean, it all makes sense now, which we'll get into the spoilers. I think when we get into the spoilers, we should start right at that final scene. Because then everything oh, no else, everything it else will make more sense. Right. It'll be That's easier fair. to describe That's from fair. there. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was gonna, it was very interesting. I was like, how are you comfortable sleeping on that, that slide? And I wonder if there's a significance to that. Or maybe it was just that um, it made her feel more like a kid. Huh. Which when we talk about it, it's hard to like talk about this without jumping in the spoiler. So we'll right, just, right, right. No, I got you. But do, well, I'll before you... Oh, you, oh yeah okay i was gonna say no i'm saying do you have like any uh general thoughts about the movie like before we get into because i feel like we're coming up on spoilers kind of yeah, quick. you know yeah. what i'm saying like I, or like not quick but like we're about to yeah I feel like. yeah so I, did you have anything yeah i got one sleep paralysis is scary as fuck dude oh yeah have you ever gone through any of that have you ever had like reoccurring dreams my mom says uh ah, you're being ridiculous i did 
It was fucking scary, man. Dude. Straight up, bro. Like, you just literally, your eyes are open, but you can't move. Dude, it's scary. And you feel pressure. Yeah. Yeah. On your body. So I, I know for sure that I've had, like, maybe a very minor episode of that. But I know for sure that I've had reoccurring dreams, and I know for sure that I was a sleepwalker as a kid. Wow. Um, my dream was always like this witch following me, but it was a figure, which is weird. Like going back and looking at this, and it always <laughs> and it would just like 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 float around my house and follow me. It's always the weirdest thing, and I would like go into the bathroom to hide, except my toilet was gone. <laughs> Fucking dude, but and you can't pee. Fuck. You can't pee or throw up. Oh my god! Yeah, and that man. that dude that dream happened a lot. Like I would say, like double digits, which wow. is really weird. That reminds me of uh, Insidious. Yeah, yeah. The dream that he's having and shit, or yeah. like the person that he sees in his yeah. pictures. And yeah. Stuff. Uh, if I didn't know you personally for over a decade, I would think you're full of shit. But it's I do know you, so I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. But oh, yeah, it's and damn, um, that's scary. Yeah, I was also a sleepwalker. It's funny, like my. My dad would like, or my mom would like, bring me to bed, and then thirty seconds later, I'd be like walking out of the room, and they're like, what "Thirty are you seconds." They're like, "What are you doing?" And I would just start saying some like gibberish that made no sense. Do you still do that? No. No, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, Barbara would have told you by now. I would hope so. Yeah, unless yeah. I like get up and I like start washing dishes, and she's like, "Fuck it, let him do it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll just break a few. I start like, yeah, I start like cleaning the cat litter. He's like, "All right, oh, we'll man. let him continue." Thank God way. I don't sleepwalk, man. Yeah, it, it was yeah, horrible. I don't remember like waking up in a f- like I always woke up in my bed probably because I was like ushered back to it. Right. But like, like you never woke up naked in the zoo. Like fucking yeah, yeah. That because right, like like all lubed up or some shit. Imagine yeah. That. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh. Well, I'm glad uh, you made it out unscathed, bro. You could have uh, impaled yourself on a wrought iron fence. Anything could have happened to you. Yeah, that's true. You know. You're right. You're right. It's um, not a joke. Talking about the cast, uh, we have Julia Sarah Stone, who plays Sarah Dubner. We have Landon Leboran, Leboran <laughs> who plays Jeremy or uh, Riff. Jeremy? Jeremy. God damn, do I say that weird? Someone else know, calls me on that, too. Really? <laughs> and I have a brother named Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy sounds better than Jeremy, I guess. Yeah, it does. Jeremy. <laughs> Uh, we have Carly Ruskin, who plays Anita. Christopher Hetherington, who plays Dr. Meyer. He looked familiar. He and did. Tedra Rod- Rogers, who plays Sarah's friend, Zoe. Um, yeah, initial thoughts about this movie. I think in order for the plot to make any sense, you really have to do your research. Um, not only about sleep and about dreams, but like about sleep paralysis and about famous philosophers. Because there's a lot to dissect here. Um what about you, your thoughts? Because I think right after that, we're, this is a we segue in. into spoilers. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know it until the like level that you're talking about philosophers and shit. I didn't catch any of that. But, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it definitely helps to have some semblance of, like, uh, understanding for, like, uh, different types of, like, sleep disorders and shit. Because there's more than one. It's not just, like, sleepwalking. It's not the only thing. There's other ones. There's insomnia. It's like, like these people are all here for different reasons doing a sleep study. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and it's all to varying extremes. Yeah. Right. Could be and, like. And uh, 
yeah, I don't know. I think a bi- also a big. Uh, this is also, I think, this movie is like a cautionary tale of sorts, in a in a kind of way, um, just because of what they're the type of technology they deal with in the movie. Without saying too much before we, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah, it's the kind of shit that if you fuck around with, eventually you're gonna find out. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. True, I true. think that's yeah. That's pretty much. Uh, Oh, <laughs> what? we're still here. Where am I? Yeah, I mean, sorry, I have uh, sleep issues. <laughs> oh, narcolepsy. Yeah. Oh, narcolepsy is one. Is yeah, another one. That's true. Mr. Bean in the movie oh, Rat Race. Mr. Bean is one too. In the movie Rat Race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bean is a sleep disorder. <laughs> <laughs> if I think about him, I'm not sleeping all night. Uh, uh terrifying. Except for as uh, Johnny English. Pretty funny. That was actually pretty funny. <laughs> I saw that in theaters. Did you? Yeah, surprisingly. Wow. Um, I don't know why I thought of that. I don't know either. Because the movie Rat Race, I guess. Yeah. You seen that movie? Of course I did. Multiple times when I was like uh, in middle school. Yeah, and you probably laughed your ass off. Oh, it was great. <laughs> it was like every actor I've ever known. Yeah, literally. Movie. And Smash Mouth. Ew. Of yeah. Shrek fame. Hey, Which movie goes. came out first, Shrek or Rat Race? Um... <laughs> I feel like I think rat, ra- rat, rat race. race. I think so. Yeah, because I remember watching that when I was like in like third or fourth grade or okay. something. Okay, I guess that makes sense. I don't know. That's just a question I've always asked myself: which movie came out first, Shrek or Rat Race? If only we had the technology to answer it. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but that that was what I was saying before about like, uh, you know, cautionary tale and like different types of sleep uh, disorders and stuff. I think that's kind of my main takeaway as far as like general uh thoughts on the movie okay yeah i agree with you on that one yeah what do you say jump into some spoilies you want to give it you want to give the spoiler alert oh uh you do the siren or something i don't have any handy <laughs> we should get one just like a a blow horn uh it'd be hard that would be nobody would, would listen to the show anymore that would hurt us too i know even more so I mean, we could take out the headphones first that's yeah, true. We could do that. Um, but yeah, at this time, at the 39 minute mark, well, it's not going to be that one when I master this, but we're about to hop in to spoilers. So if you have not seen the movie, we strongly suggest that you continue listening without watching it. That's right. And then rate us. <laughs> <laughs> not explaining no, it to you. <laughs> yeah, please, please watch it first uh, and then come back and listen to the rest of the episode. Yeah. And uh, as a refresher, it's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Seven bucks with ads, not that bad. Not that bad at all. In case you have, you don't have it yet. I was gonna say, wait. I was like, it's free. What are you talking about? Are you talking about what? You're talking about renting the movie. You're talking about just Hulu the subscription. Oh, Hulu the subscription. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I don't have it with Spotify anymore. Okay. Like I used to. You did okay. Because I had to cancel that. Oh, that's right. That's right. I don't. Because I got that. married. So. You got married. It's not the only thing you ruined. You weren't allowed to have it. <laughs> no, uh, we had to get a, a Spotify Duo plan. Oh yeah, I did that too. That makes sense. It's kind of the thing you do when you get married. Yeah, it makes it makes sense. You share yeah. everything. Everything, Steve. Uh, not my Xbox or my popcorn. I don't think she wants that. The pop, yeah. maybe the popcorn. You got You don't share your popcorn at a movie there. Nah, no chance. No, I'm crazy. Kidding. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Right, I, I don't know. even really like. popcorn. You're a gentleman. I know you do. I don't like popcorn that much anyway. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. It gets stuck in your teeth, and then you just... It's not keto, either. It's not. Oh, it's not keto. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, Jesus. Let's, let's jump in, man. So, uh, like I said earlier, <clears throat> let's just talk about the final scene right away, because everything else that will follow will make more sense logically. 
So at the very end of the movie, in the final scene, we find out from, like, in quotations, in iPhone text, that Sarah has been in a coma for 20 years and that whoever is communicating with her is trying a new technique to do so. Um, Since this entire part of the movie we could assume is Sarah's subconscious, right? This, in, For the most part, do you think the entire film was Sarah's subconscious, or do you think parts of it was... Uh, part of Parts of the film were reality? Mm. Like, for example, do you think maybe the part where Dr. Meyer is talking to Anita because she deviated from the plan is, like, something that actually happened? Yes. Right. But I think the sleep study is not actually a sleep study. Like it's how whoever's in the coma sees the sleep study. Agreed. Like that's them being in a coma. You know Agreed. What yep. Uh, but yeah, like I guess they were caring for her in some way, and also using the machine probably on her because that's like she would have to know in some way subconsciously that that machine was being used or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because like right, how would she be able to imagine it if she? That's what I mean. Right. So she's probably picking up some information from the outside world but she's unable to process it as coming from the outside world. It's just part of her subconscious. So that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to infiltrate her mind because she's in a coma and find some way to connect her uh, subconscious to her conscious and pull her from that, uh, I guess, that deep dream state that she's in. Yeah. Um, And you would say that the iPhone represents that connection. Yes, I would. Okay, because she has it. For a good portion of the movie, but then she loses it, and I, when she loses it, I'm trying to remember at what point she wakes up from the laundromat. She she's wakes up sleeping. She's, and she loses it. She's sleeping and she loses it. Do you think that's her digressing further into her coma? Um, it could be. It could also be that I don't know. She just like her conscious or her subconscious, I guess, reached a certain point where. It decided to recognize that she didn't have a phone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, she might have necessarily fallen in deeper, per se. Okay. And then she thinks about going for it, but she also gives up on it eventually. You know what I'm saying? And then her going to her friend's house to, like, try to contact her, throwing rocks at the window. That's her in the coma still. You know what I'm saying? Like, that friend might be talking to her instead of the other way around. You know what I'm saying? Like, true. Out of the hospital or whatever. That's a good point. That's a good point. I think Zoe was important too. Uh, she was like, for Sarah, like a a safe part of her subconscious. And we could talk about that. It was something like for her, she went there when she wanted to be in like a safe place. And you all right over there? Yeah, I'm Who's good. It? As my mic was moving. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because you didn't hear it? Earthquake. <laughs> And when Zoe goes missing from her dream, uh, I think this is like a crucial part in the movie, or at least a crucial part by the uh, like technology starting to have an effect on her. Because when Zoe goes missing, she's able to find solace in Jeremy, Jeremy. Which is what they were trying to. I think Jeremy represents more of the outside world because it's kind of deviating from her, um, like, I'm trying to think of, like the best way to put it. 
But like her mind is just constantly repeating the same thing over and over again. And if there's no variable, then it's going to continue to just repeat this same thing. I see. So that by taking Zoe out of the equation and putting putting Jer- Jeremy in, it was able to kind of change the whole like layout of her mind. Yeah. Okay. And is uh is Jeremy's sudden entrance into her uh, conscious mind or whatever, or subconscious mind, is that just like him? getting a little frisky at the hospital bed that she's sleeping in while she's in the coma? Like, is he just, like, holding her hand or something? Because she's not actually talking to him. No, no, she's not. Right. I mean, you, you, I th- I mean, I, and you probably agree with me, too, but all of these people that she's creating in this dream or in her subconscious are people from her actual life. Aren't or are? Are, are okay. You would say, right? So Je- Jeremy may have been a previous or a like a, a past lover, maybe before oh, she went into the coma. Okay. And the mind maybe like forgets while it's in the coma because he has to reintroduce himself. He has to reintroduce himself and he's like a foreign invader to her. And I think that's why she's like kind of pushing him away because it's not her, which where her mind is comfortable. Right. So it takes a little time for her to process him and then pull him in and feel that safe. Makes sense. It just takes discussing Rocky Horror Picture Show. And that's it's it. all good. That's it. Exactly. That. That's all it takes, guys. That's if it. If you're interested in a lady friend, just talk about that. Just talk about Yeah, exactly. And that'll man. be it. Um, You'll be married tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but opening up with like, so the opening scene is like, we see this reoccurring dream. Um, it was really, really like visually stunning. Dude, I am obsessed with yeah. the uh, dream sequences in this um, movie. Like really good, man. Incredible. Yeah. Um, the camera pans to a cave and it's just like this, you're following this like labyrinth. So the camera pans to a cave and in the cave is like a door with some weird design on it. And inside the door is this deformed man that we see from behind. It looks like he has some type of like scurvy. Uh, we don't get to see his face, but we do see this figure like looming. And this is kind of like um, a figure that is viewed universally throughout uh, like dreams, yeah. Um, and and I can start by talking to you about in order for that to make more sense. If you break this movie down into four segments, which they do, they do, of, right? right. Yeah. Um, it starts to make more sense. So we see like these little titled segments: the persona, the anima, and the animus, the shadow, and the self. Uh, and like I said earlier, in order to understand what those mean, you need to be aware of who created them. And that was a uh, psychologist, Carl Jung. And he created these four archetypes that he named like the Jungian archetypes. Um, Jung believed that the human psyche was composed of three components, the ego, the personal unconscious, and the collective unconscious. Huh. So for simplicity, like the part of the psyche that this movie focuses on is the collective unconscious which is a form of like psychological inheritance that humans share as a species. Makes Hence sense. that like looming figure that he believes all humans are like innately designed to fear. Um, <laughs> but he didn't believe that the mind was empty at birth. Like I said, rather he believed that the mind retained uni- universal information and passed it on, um, essentially telling us like how to be human. Yeah. Kind of crazy shit. Yo, this is really random and not having to do with the movie, but have you ever heard, and it's been debunked, I think, in some capacity, have you ever heard of this man, 
No. Okay. It's like uh, if you Google this man. That was uh, a, a Tim Taylor show, right? Who is Tim Taylor? Home <laughs> Improvement? No, man. <laughs> I'm saying like it's this guy that people report people reported seeing in their dreams. And it was like lots and lots of people from all the different parts of the world. And there's like a sketch of him. And he looks really ugly. I'll show you a picture. Hold on. But uh, it's, it's got me thinking about that. Well, yeah, like, I think that's exactly where same he kind like of concept. derived his theories from. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. But um, I mean, it's not too like that's a, as far as the theory goes, it's not really uh, that far fetched. You know what I'm saying? No, it's not. So if we, yeah, like I said, if we break this movie down into those, oh, it's weird looking, creepy. That right? guy, that's who like they came that's up who with. We'll see. Apparently, yeah. interesting. I hope I don't see that in my dream tonight. Thanks, man. It's creepy yeah. looking. He's got to trim up those brows. <laughs> Get some uh, miracle grow on yeah. top. <laughs> miracle or Rogaine, right? Rogaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got confused. My weeds in my hair. Oh my god, man. Or not weeds, flowers. Flowers, yeah. Because Miracle Grow grows stuff. Yeah, that's true. You it's don't want to grow weeds. You want yeah, you want glyphosate flowers. to kill weeds or grass. But you also don't want glyphosate because that just kind of pollutes our soil. So. You, we also have no idea what that is. <laughs> it's weed killer. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's the that's the the technical term. All right. All right. So <laughs> jumping right into like the first segment, which is like called Persona. Um, basically, this is how we present ourselves to the world. And during this segment of the movie, we're introduced to the world Sarah has created for herself. So this world sees Sarah as a rebellious teenager who like waits until her mother leaves the house so she can sneak back in, take a shower, grab some food and head to class. And like right away, there's some like inconsistencies about this setting. Like, why would a rebellious teenager go to school? Like, why is she avoiding her mother? Why is she sleeping on a park slide? Why isn't her mother like that concerned with like her being missing? Um, and this really follows the idea that like every dream makes complete sense while you're dreaming it until you wake up and you realize it followed no logic. Like, can you tell me how many, like every fucking dream you like, you're like, oh, duh. Yeah, of course I can fly my car over the Grand Canyon. It's got jet <laughs> engines on it. <laughs> and yeah. you're like, you wake up, you're like, uh, what? <laughs> like, but this is what it felt oh, like, which shit. is really cool. Cause there's a lot of parts in this movie where it, almost makes sense yeah but there's always something a little off right right uh and and clearly this girl isn't getting a lot of sleep because she's lethargic from exhaustion so you're thinking oh maybe she's just interpreting the world a little different because she's exhausted yes so, good job by the director on uh kind of tricking the viewer yeah oh dude sense. and uh you know, also, like, when she's in high school, I think it is, right? She's in high school. She's yep. 18, so senior year, Yep. let's say. Uh, and she's in the class, like, falling asleep and shit, and the girl's, like, laughing at her. And, uh, first of all, I love when she's just like, fuck off, or whatever. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I think, is that, like, maybe her mind remembering what her life was like at school? Like, people were picking on her and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's who definitely knows possible. If the problem for her was that she was falling asleep, it could have been something else entirely, or she just remembers it as falling asleep because she's in a coma. Right. You know what I'm saying? It could right. have been that she like stunk or something. Stunk. <laughs> yeah. Like really bad. Edit. That's possible. Um, <laughs> but then it makes you question like what, what happened to her? Like why is she in this coma? And like, uh, why does she not acknowledge her mom? Like she's not 
mad at her mom. She just avoids her. And made yeah. me think, like, what if, like, she was involved in some kind of car accident and her mom died? Um, oh. Which is why she keeps her mom at, like, a distance, because it's, like, her brain unable to process or admit to herself that her mom is dead, but still wants her memory there. That's heavy. Just, yeah, food for thought. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense, man, because, like, she doesn't keep anybody else at the same kind of distance. No. Except for her mom. Right. Yeah. So there's got there's some significance to that. Um and the car the car you said the mom has a car. It's in the driveway, yes? It's in the driveway and she ha- she gets in the car and like drives away. Okay. Like she's not really she doesn't seem too concerned, like she's not like stressed. I feel like if like your daughter ran home, you'd be like home trying to figure it out, like Yeah. Frantic, but Shit, man. I don't even know. I was trying to wrap but my head around But once again, yeah, shit. I mean, that's, yeah, just, just an idea. Um, it's a great idea, Brett. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. I also think the idea that she has run away suggests that her mind, like, has been lost for so long that she doesn't want to be found. Which would make sense why she's been in a coma for so long. 20 fucking years. 20 years, yeah. Do, most, do they even, like, allow people to stay alive that long for 20 years? Or is it just, <sighs> it, can the family afford to keep them in the hospital? Yeah, I guess that's what it depends on. I guess it depends on their age, too. If you're, like, 70 and you're in a coma for, like, 10 years, they might be like, all right, time <laughs> to pull the trigger. Oh, shit. I mean, I, I, I it's... it's that's scary. Yeah, it's all, like, I guess... Relative, I guess it depends on the situation. But if you're like a baby, like if you're like one, and you're in a coma for like fifty years, will they? <laughs> do you grow, like, or do you just wake up know. as like a fifty-year-old baby? Oh, uh, I'm assuming you, you grow. <laughs> yeah, maybe you don't get smarter. But Imagine. like, what do you dream as a one-year-old? Oh, that's dude. I don't want to think about this. And you wake up this is and terrible. you have the education of an infant, and you're fifty. This is terrible. That's it's not that bad. It's bad. Could happen about. to you. Could have ha- could have happened, dude. I could be in a fucking dream right now. Why the fuck am I talking to you then? I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. That's you fucking <laughs> dick. Yeah, man. But uh, I don't know. You gave me some interesting thoughts to to ponder, man, with that mom thing. Yeah, that um, mom thing. Another yeah. mom thing. Uh, she also has like another dream during this like persona segment, and they're all like similar, but not exactly the same but like once again it's black and white there's like a levitating door and in that door dead bodies are hanging from the wall and through another opening we see that same deformed man but this time he's like uh forward facing but we still don't get to see his face so we're getting like closer and closer to seeing like the figure the looming figure that is universal i was thinking too uh every segment being different um, might lend itself to the fact that she's about to recall uh, certain people or certain events. You know what I'm saying? Like, because why wouldn't the dream just be the same thing every time? If it's different, there's got to be a reason. Right, you know right. Saying? But I think putting, and I think that's why putting Jeremy into this this dream like altered the whole flow of the dream. Of the dream. That's fair. Which would make sense, would mean that their technology was working. Um, but before their technology could work, Sarah had to agree to a sleep study. But was she already asleep? We don't know. 
I think so. I she think wasn't so getting too. the twelve dollars an hour. <laughs> no, nah, she wasn't getting that. that. Yeah, <laughs> but it made her happy. So if it makes oh, her that's happy, good. that's good. <laughs> but uh, she's in a coffee shop and sees a ad for a sleep study and decides to give it a shot. So she goes <clears throat> into the uh, whatever sleep study building and talks to <laughs> <laughs> a I lab. I guess yeah, I guess lab. Sleep yeah, lab. That's good. I was trying to think of like if at the name if. The corporation had like a name, but I didn't see any. Nah, name. no name. Come on, man. You know it ain't got no name. No name. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's uh, how the big corporations do in these movies. That's true. True. They're in big, co- big buildings, but like they're in like some random room. You wouldn't even know it existed. Big sleep. You know how they have big pharma. They got big. They got sleep. big sleep too. <laughs> shit. Uh, but oh, uh, shit. she meets Anita, who's one of the EEG, EEG techs, and she asks her a bunch of questions. Uh, we find out she used to sleepwalk as a kid, but hasn't in years. Um, I think that comment suggests that Sarah's subconscious mind may be aware she's in a coma, but as a defense mechanism, she chooses not to accept it. Right. Um, but this sleep study uh, from Anita is set to run a period of two months, and all Sarah has to do is come back each night and sleep. Um Sarah has a dream again, uh, where, like, this time, the dream sequence is, like, upside down, the man dissipates, and, you know, all just, like, very, very similar with slight differences, and that's really the end of that first segment, so we really get to know, like, what Sarah has created, what she believes her personality is, like, within this world. Yeah. Um... And when that segment ends, the second segment begins, uh, and that's called the anima and the animus. Yeah, you got to tell me what that means, because yeah. I, I know you know. Yeah, so uh, Young described the anima as the unconscious feminine side of a man. Wait, anima or anima? Anima. No, anima. A-N-I-M-A. Okay, just checking. Just want to make sure it wasn't as, anima. Oh, you dirty dog. <laughs> and, uh, and the animus as the unconscious masculine side of a female. Okay. So together they represented completeness or unification. This is relevant because this is where uh, we're introduced to Jeremy or Riff, who, like I said before, I believe was Sarah's actual partner. Um, and, and this makes sense when you talk about like the anima as the unconscious feminine side of a man and then vice versa with a female because... When we're introduced to Jeremy, he comes off as timid and shy. You know, he's very like, oh, I read that book. Like, he's in the background of the <laughs> library. Like, They don't oh, show his face. They don't show his face at first, yeah. Which is interesting. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. She hasn't remembered him yet. Yeah. They're like, still trying to kind of infiltrate her mind. Right, right, yeah. right. Okay, so we, yeah, what were we saying? Um, and maybe that was like, maybe that's why they did it. They Maybe they didn't want her to see it. So they like slowly, because they were afraid she would like... Uh, uh, react. React and push away against it or something. Ah. Uh. Um, so he, he's very shy and timid while Sarah comes off as like the aggressor and the rebel calling Jeremy like the nerd. And it's, it's just funny. Cause it, I mean, it does make sense if you look at it as like what the anima and the animus stands for. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're still here. The que- <laughs> <laughs> I was scanning my notes because I had a question I wanted to ask you, oh but I believe God. I already asked you that question. What question was that? So I'm not going to. Well, it was, do you think the entire movie is part of Sarah's subconscious oh. or do you think uh. parts are happening in real life? I th- The parts without her in it. 
the are parts, happening in real life. Yeah, like agreed. when they're in the the uh, the control room. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, I think so too. Um, I think the part where Anita shows Sarah the image of the man was real, except I think Sarah wasn't awake. I think that was just she was probably like sh- somehow communicating with her through their technology, right? And showed her that image. You gotta assume they're able to show her things via that same technology. Exactly, it works both ways. Exactly, um, right? Be- because when she does show that image of like the man, it's like her like brain can't po- processes it process it and she goes through some like panic attack right yeah and it would make sense why dr dyer meyer was upset that anita was like deviating from the plan because he says like oh we're really close to a breakthrough but you could have pushed her further yeah um feeding further into her subconscious yeah yeah Um, i mean when she has those episodes or whatever like she's quite clearly like the way they decide to have uh, Julia Sarah Stone like make her face during this seizure-like episodes, it almost is like uh, she's obviously asleep. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. looks. I've never seen anybody have a seizure like in person, but I'm sure their eyes don't always close every single time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. like a conscious choice by uh, Anthony Scott Burns. Burn. Yeah, cause like. Uh, I don't know. Why does she have the seizure in the laundromat? That's what I don't. I'm wondering, like, what what prompts that? Like, I think that's just her mind, like, trying to rebel against the technology, mm. right? Okay. Oh, yeah. also, also, um, going back to Zoe, this is the moment that she loses connection with Zoe, who was like her safe haven yeah. in her subconscious, because she tries calling her. Oh, and she can't. And she can't, or she like she picks well, up or something. And well, then, she lost the phone. You talking about at the laundromat? At the laundromat. That's she what loses she said. the phone. After she falls asleep, but I think right before that she had oh she was trying to call trying Zoe? to call okay. Zoe, falls asleep, can't get a hold of Zoe, and that's like her mind like kind of like oh shit like I'm I'm not in I'm out of my comfort zone like what do I do now right. type deal. That's how I would feel if I lost my phone. Me too, man. It's terrifying. Yeah. Well, you don't know how to use yours, so I apparently don't. <laughs> I know how to dial a number. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, um, but I think yeah. like that. So that action, um, like showing the whole picture to Sarah, causes her to leave the sleep study. And I think like the sleep study represents Sarah's willingness to com- um, uh, to partake in in like their like represents her um, subconscious agreeing to partake in this like study. And, like, communicate through this technology. Right, right. Okay, okay. But then she eventually decides that she doesn't want to. Decides she doesn't want to, and she, which is, like, her slipping deeper into the coma. Um, but in an effort to bring her back, Jeremy decides to potentially compromise the study by tel- telling Sarah what they are monitoring. And that makes me question, like, do you think... Like, how was she supposed to know this? Like, wh- how was she supposed to know that, like... Because he tells her, like, a few years ago, a neuroscientist lo- learned to decode images that the mind processes while we sleep and export the data as a m- moving image. Right. So, like, how would she know that if she's been in a coma for 20 years, you know? Uh-huh. But, like, once again, I think it's, like... And how is she asking him? Exactly. Like, trying yeah. to tell him to tell me. I, I think that's her... her her subconscious wrestling with, with her conscious mind, right? Ah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, 
Like trying trying to decide. Like yeah, you know, I mean, like you're saying, the subconscious is in control throughout the entire movie. Essentially, I think they yeah, right? I think they have the ability to like infiltrate information into her subconscious, but it's all it's all about bringing her like out of that. Right. right? So right, maybe right. that's why she can interpret information that they tell her. Or that they might be discussing in front of her. Or discussing in front of her. That yeah. makes sense, too. Yeah, yeah. Because you can still, I think when you're in a coma, in some cases, you can still hear. Yeah, yeah. Like, it depends on well, how deep you are. Well, they say that, right? Like, um, they always tell, like, family members, like, just to keep talking to them. Oh, right, right. You know, because so they helps. can, like, hear, their, hear your voice and that might bring them back or... Yeah. Also, um, I was gonna say, what do you think? Do you think the bicycle, um, other than being totally eighties, has any significance in terms of like, whenever she rides it, she's getting away from the mom's house. She's leaving the sleep study. It's like I think she's the bicycle is almost like her uh, subconscious's like vehicle to like get further in. You know what I'm saying? Like she's yeah. using it to leave situations that she does not want to deal with flee yeah i yeah. agree with you yeah because there's multiple times she's time. like um like fleeing from the sleep study yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. makes perfect sense yeah. man that makes perfect sense i have ideas but you know <laughs> uh but once again like it's it's funny because before we know that like most of this movie is from sarah's subconscious like i was alluding to before the scenes almost make perfect sense but yeah there's always just like something slightly off did you pick up like the scene where Sarah's in the movie theater and Jeremy comes in and like sits down and we were like did anything that that did that scene seem weird to you at all for any reason? Now that you're asking, uh is that the scene? Okay, is that the second time you see him after the library? Yeah. Okay. They still don't show his face. They still don't show his face, but is there anything else that's like a little off um, about him entering the theater at that particular time? He is wearing glasses. People with glasses don't watch movies. That's correct. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. I don't know, man. You got to tell me. I don't know. <laughs> he entered the movie theater right at the end of the movie. So, like, oh. if you're... And the reason why I know that is because we reviewed the movie they're watching. Not a living day. Yeah, it's right towards the end. And he comes in and sits down like he's, like, showing up to watch the movie. That's like, toward the end? It's right at the end. It's like the... It's when... Barbara's getting, like, grabbed and shit. The, and the the mo- the mother's downstairs and she's getting stabbed by the daughter. Oh yeah, who just turned. Yeah, yeah. yeah so okay. it's like the last maybe what ten fifteen minutes. Right. So he's not there long. So he's right. Exactly. Why would he be coming at the end of the movie? But you don't pick that up as the viewer. You're just like, oh, okay, it's fine. Um, also, another knot. So a couple knots to George A. Romero. There's a point in the movie where she's wearing like a Romero T-shirt. Yeah, he's, he's I remember that. seeing yeah. that. Awesome. Uh, that was kind of cool. Yeah, dude. I mean. Not necessarily 80s, but I guess just like, I mean, did any of the zombie movies come out in the 80s? I would think so at some point. Because like Day is like. Well, because there's a couple. Yeah, there's a couple references. 60s, 70s, 80s. It has to be. I would say like, so that's why I think that maybe the timeline was skewed. Maybe she fell into her coma in the 80s. Right? Is that possible? Maybe like late 80s? Because like, say like. That's tough. Well, I would have said. Well, it would have. If there's a screening of Night of the Living Dead, yeah. I'm thinking 70s. She fell in in the 70s and it went into the 80s, which is why the things we see look 80s. That makes maybe. sense. You know, because there's also there's a Terminator poster. Yeah, 
Is the Terminator poster? And how would she saying. know what Terminator was? She doesn't. She doesn't. Yeah. Plus, that's in the control room, I think. Yeah, it's in Jeremy's room. Right. Oh, it's in Jeremy's room. I think so. Or I th- yeah, I think it's in his office. Oh, oh not yeah, his room. Yeah, I forget. I call the it the control room. Yeah. That's because that's where all the screens are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. His I office. just think of that as the control room. That makes sense. Um, I wonder who's the Terminator fan. Is it the Doctor? Is it Jeremy? Or is it Anita? Oh my! We may never know. know. It's interesting. But uh, yeah, I, I'm thinking she falls in late seventies, okay, like seventy, like maybe I don't know, like maybe one of the other. I feel like one of the other movies came out in seventy eight, like Dawn or Day or something like that, and then they were screening the other one just to get people going. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So like late seventies. Okay. I think. And yeah, because really the only thing that's updated in her world is the cell phone, right? That's the only yeah. thing. Oh, I keep forgetting about the phone. But she could know because that's like their way of communicating with her. So they could have like made her think it was that. like a normal. Yeah, thing. Yeah, they could have planted it in her head. They might have the ability to do that. Just not pull her out. Wow. OK, this movie is. Yeah, there was <laughs> this movie is you it's, really got to dig deep for some answers. It's pretty crazy. Let's never watch a movie like this again. <laughs> <laughs> I want it nice and easy. My man. head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you want something nice and easy, then our next episode is not... <laughs> <laughs> not what I'm looking yeah. for. Fuck. Um, yeah, okay. So then does that bring us like near the end of the enema? Yeah. Near, okay. right, we're right at the end of the enema. <laughs> I can't, I can't <laughs> resist. I can't resist. It's too easy. Because the, yeah, the laundromat is the last... Part scene of the that anime. happens, yeah, Animus. for okay. the like the anima and, and the animus. Did you catch that shot where she's like in the laundromat and we see like a silhouette shot of the man from her dreams? I must have totally missed that. She like, um, she yeah, she like fell asleep. She fell asleep and then woke up and I think that was right when she woke up. No, no, it was right before she fell asleep. Um, and we see like in the like reflection in the the glass there's like that figure like kind of looking it, in. i think i missed it yeah but i, I mean but it just it kind of is just another hint that she's like she's still in a dream yeah kind of thing yeah but the thing is too man i'm just thinking about like other people and their experiences with the uh we'll call them figures um they're awake for some of that but she's not true yeah that's what I find strange. I mean, I guess those people are in it. Those people got to be in comas too. That's what I'm saying. Or is that them waking up from the coma? Because it's the first time they see the figure in the actual. You're talking about the, world. the two other participants. Yeah, like the, the two guys. Story. Remember they wake up. Yeah, because they don't address that any further. I honestly thought when they woke up that they were gonna be like zombie, zombified or something. Oh, dude, because oh, it was a girl too. There was a girl. There was a girl because they get up really fast and their eyes like white and yeah. shit. Yeah, and I'm like, oh shit, they're like under control now. They're gonna go kill everyone. Right. And that just kind of falls flat. I'm glad that like, didn't happen. Yeah. Now that now stupid. that the the story ended, yeah. Right. So I don't know. Is that them waking up or not? Like from their comas? Because you got. I mean, you're assu- we're assuming that the other people are in comas, right? Yeah. Also. Yeah. I would, okay. Yeah. You could assume that. Right. Um. Which would make sense because Sarah gets very upset when she realizes that uh i think emily was the name of the other girl yes and why did she leave that's because she woke up she woke up or yeah woke up from her coma or died or they moved her to another hospital bed but you would say like that was probably like her buddy that was like sharing the same room coma buddies coma buddies (laughs) you need some of those i mean i don't know it's possible maybe when you're in a coma you can sense 
the presence of people? Is yeah. that possible? I'd I say guess. that's fair. Yeah, okay. So then she probably knew somebody else was there. Yeah. Okay. And that's probably why she was upset when she was gone. Yeah. Get Makes over sense. it. Get over it. Come <laughs> on. So that so that's the end of the second segma and <laughs> the beginning. What? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Never mind. Just go. Of the third act, which yeah, is titled uh, The Shadow. And Jung Jung Young describes this Jung. Describes this as the darker side of the psych representing chaos and unknown and the unknown, which uh, like would make sense because this is the part where she like rebels once again from the sleep study, uh, flees from Jeremy, goes and tries to find Zoe in this weird like rave party that's going on. It's where she works, I guess. I guess which is did work, which is. But like that's weird. Like, wasn't that weird to you? Because like a little. First, she's having a sleepover, and like she's on like this like, like stuffed animals. She's got like stuffed animals around. She's in like a little like nightgown. We assume she's dancing at this place, right? Right. But also, it makes no sense. Also, the bouncer just lets her in. Just lets. Which her, would never happen. Which would never happen. But then also, even what, even less so, lets Jeremy in like right behind her. Yeah. That's you what know. I mean. So, I mean, that just goes to show you again that this is not, this part is not actually happening because it's a scene where Sarah's in. This is, this is once again, Sarah's subconscious fleeing deeper, trying to normalize itself by looking for Zoe and Jeremy going to try and bring her back. Right. right, right I think. Right, right. Um, Shit. yeah, this is, I just thought of something too. I mean, this is like, mine is like toward the end, so I'll, I'll save it for now, but I just remember, I don't want to forget, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so where we, um, where we at now? Where we, where, 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 where we well, at? I was going to say too, like she passes out in the club. Why? <laughs> it's just another episode, I guess. Because she can't find Zoe. That's like a, re- that's like a relapse. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. I don't know, too. I guess maybe because also being in a coma, she was, like, around lots and lots of people somehow. I'm just trying to remember. I'm just trying to think of, like, how that makes any sense. How that fits. Because there's not just mad people in a coma hanging out. <laughs> Right, right. There's no club for coma people. Maybe she wasn't. Maybe that was just another memory. Maybe because I mean, she did seem like she was like if how she perceives herself in her dream is how she was in real life. Like she looks like she could have been like a little bit of a rebel. Yeah, chopped hair, like dyed bleach blonde. Like she kind of seems like she just wants to do her own thing. Typical Gen Z dude. Typical? I don't even know what that means. I don't honestly. <laughs> but it's shit. but it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I, I just I think it's interesting that uh that whole scene cuz that makes the least sense out of any scene in the movie, I think. That, the yeah. club. Yeah. The, it, right. It makes that It one, doesn't even fit. No, and it yeah, exactly. But if you just look at it as like a just her a memory, then it would make sense cuz memories did just like the random, yeah, randomly yeah, no, no. placed for sure. But so Jeremy takes her back to the takes pad. her back right, takes her back to the pad, <laughs> and um, like while that's happening, Doctor Meyer gets to the sleep study, and that's when those two participants have like that out of body experience and wake up. Um, he makes a comment. He says like, although this is painful for the participants, it's important to gather this information. 
to show that there is this universal and unified fear of this figure, mainly this shadow, like, with eyes. Um, so, yeah, I think it's safe to say that, like, this was actually happening. Why did they wake up with, like, their, like, eyes rolled back in their head, though? Like, what was... I don't know. What was that all about? Uh, that's what I'm wondering. Mm-hmm. But that is the end of the sur- third segment, and we come to our final act entitled the self and uh this represents the unification of the subconscious and conscious which we could say happens at the very end of this movie absolutely okay (laughs) 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 yeah oh this is so sarah and wakes up and she's in a foreign place and her eyes like completely do you know the significance of like the bloodshot eye or eyes like why i don't know why that because ha- at one point like she has like the patch over it yeah and then like she takes the patch I off mean, it looks cool and it's fine yeah it looks cool the patch i mean yeah it's interesting um, maybe that's like i don't know just resi- more resistance to uh like they're pushing harder to get her out that's she's possible. Resisting harder, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Um, wait, we're getting the sexy time, right? Almost. Yeah, we're getting okay, almost sexy time, which <laughs> was fucking awkward for me until I realized the end of the movie. First time. Yeah, <laughs> the first time, a little, little, little uncomfortable. Um, <sighs> but yeah, she realizes she's back at Jeremy's apartment, and he's hooked himself up to his own EEG equipment, and uh, she watches as he dreams about her. Um, which is creepy because, like, she's still in high school and he's clearly not. But we do find out she's 18, so she's legal. Oh, he uh, he perked up when she said that. Yeah, he was, he was like, oh, uh, yeah, hi. He's like, oh, I thought you were younger. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, you're 18? He said so, that on purpose, though, when he was like, uh, you're smart for your age. Yeah. Just to see. Typical just, pervert, yep, dude. It's fucking creeper. Yeah, he did come off as a creep. By the way, I just want to ask really quick before we continue. Yep. When he was dreaming about her and she's watching... Did that in any way, shape, or form, like the song that was playing, it kind of reminded me of a song you would hear in Drive. Drive. <laughs> <laughs> That's We've so, been friends for too dude, long. Dude, I know, man. It's frustrating. That's exactly what I was going to say, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> yeah, d- 100%. 100%. Okay, good. That is funny. Glad I'm not alone. And they're driving a car. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in the dream, you know what I'm saying? I would say he definitely drew inspiration, the director, from some sort of drive sequence or whatever definitely definitely uh but yeah that that dream's important because we get to see what it is that she's dreaming about and it's like the dream shows like jeremy and sarah together and they're like kind of like intertwined and they both have like fangs and they're smiling yeah and you're not really sure what that means you're like oh he's just some like you know he's got some fetish like he fucking he wants to get bit by something i don't know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you realize the significance at the very end of the movie. Um, but Jeremy begins to experience like that same sleep paralysis as like the participants. Like, what do you think? Do you think that had any significance? Well, first of all, remember we said earlier, we think the scenes with Sarah aren't actually happening. Right. So I'm going to so. go ahead and say yes in the sense that in the f- events that ensue after this, mm-hmm. right? Like getting really toward the very end. Yeah. Uh, oh fuck, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, I mean, okay. So he's in the 
machine. He's getting the uh, the sleep paralysis thing, right? So, and then later what happens to him, which I'm not going to say right now. But, uh, yeah, I just think that's her. It's him being through no fault of her own in this particular instance, the sleep paralysis thing. It's him being pushed further out. You know what I'm saying? Because, okay. like, uh, it's giving him his own issue to deal with so he can't be focused on her if that makes sense okay you know what i'm saying yeah in her in her mind in her you know mind yeah okay so you, yeah i could definitely see it that way i could potentially see it as a attempt at jeremy to communicate with her oh that makes sense too yeah through like the the real world by actually putting himself under and like projecting these images that he believes she'll recall which that does end up sense. working. That I mean, makes it's, sense. yeah, I, I think both are both are pretty good ideas. <laughs> we don't really know for sure. Um, Great. And then they hook up. Yeah, oh, God. And uh, this, yeah, the first time around, this was weird for me because the entire movie she's being portrayed as like a kid, like going to school. She rides her bike, like so. You're like, oh, she doesn't drive. Is she even old enough? Like. Yeah. She's yeah. falling, She's in class. Like she's having sleepovers with her friend, and then you have like this like man with a beard, and they're just like humping, getting at it. <laughs> and then she passes out because she sees like this figure. Two of them. Two of them. Yeah, looking over her. But he does stop at least when she passes out. He does stop. He and does he the does, admirable thing. He does, and he rushes her to a hospital for exams. You notice they blur him out, by the way, once he steps back. No, I didn't even catch they yeah. do. Yeah, he's like just another dark figure. Interesting. Getting pushed further away, man. Damn. Yeah. Okay. That, that's why that, we do what we do. That's why we do what we do. <laughs> yeah. You want answers? We kind of have them. them. <laughs> <laughs> We've half-assed them. Oh man. Um. Okay. So he takes her to the hospital, right? Yeah, he takes her to the hospital. Uh, she has another crazy dream. Um. Wait, when he's. I have a question. Yeah. When he's at her bedside and the dream sequence they show it has like all the hands on a torso, like walking. Mm-hmm. That's her still, or is that him? It might be him. I, I have that written down that uh we think it's Sarah's dream, but then Jeremy wakes up. Right. Right. Because Yeah, yeah, it has to be his then. And she's gone. Maybe side effects from uh putting himself under. That and makes also, sense. Okay. What's the significance of the hands? In the dreams? Because it's not the only one where we see that. I was going to ask you, because I have no idea. I guess maybe... He's greedy as fuck. <laughs> no, maybe I guess just going back to like the uh, sense of connection that people try to establish with people in coma. Like you touch them. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I that makes... Yeah. You talk to them, and they're not going to just show a bunch of lips instead of hands. <laughs> That'd be fucking weird. That would know? be weird. Because seeing a bunch of hands is not weird. Just trying to like... On a torso. Grab at you and yeah. touch you. Yeah, okay. So that's Jeremy then waking up. So yeah, he wakes up and he realizes that Sarah's gone out of her uh bed. And you still think this is like a dream, right? Like you don't think she actually woke up. Correct. Right. I okay. mean, based on what you said at the end of the yeah, for the end of the movie. I agree. Okay. It's not not possible for right. it to be real. Um Get with the program. He goes Get with the program. He goes looking for Sarah and he sees on one of the surveillance monitors that she's sleepwalking in like the garage parking lot. So he goes chasing after her and tries waking her up. And at this point, she's bleeding from both eyes, which makes sense from what you said, because she's drifting deeper and deeper 
on foot on foot this which time. means she doesn't need help anymore from the bicycle she's really like exactly trying yeah. to go in like she's as far as human like never wake up yes yes and jeremy is really trying to pull her from this and he might actually be trying to do it in reality but what she's seeing is you know her sleepwalking and yeah, I mean, this this is the first scene, I think. Remember how I keep saying every scene that she's in is not real? This mm-hmm. is the first scene that is real, I think. Her think, walking. Like, oh, that's really happening. So you think that's happening, but then at the same but she's time, still in a coma. her mind is processing a different sequence. Like the Yes. W- yes. Yes. Okay. But he's actually behind her with Anita trying to... Trying to, like, figure out what's going what on. What to do, yeah. Agreed. Okay, cool. So it keeps on, like, going back and forth between reality and dream. Mm-hmm. Okay. Agreed. Um, yeah, that was <laughs> that was like it was like a funny sequence because before you realize it's all a dream, you're like, "Where are all the cars? Like, well, there's not a single car out." Like when Anita shows up, just uh, Anita's. When it, yeah, when it, yeah, just Anita's right. But when Anita shows up, she like has a robe for Jeremy. Like he didn't have like he randomly oh, yeah, has yeah, like yeah. a robe that he so puts weird. On. I guess he asked her to bring it. Yeah. And, like, what seems like for hours of walking on the pavement, she finally steps off the road and into, like, the woods. Um, and from the screen, we see, like, the path is surrounded by these those those figures that we saw. Yeah. Um, and on the screen that they're monitoring, it shows her once again in her, like, deep dream state with that same reoccurring dream, and she's following, like, this that labyrinth, like, that dark path. Yeah, it's the same exact door as from before. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh. And and they find the phone. Yeah. Right. Yes, yes. Uh, that is a last-ditch effort. Like, they're trying... Like, it got to her enough for her to be aware of it, but not to get her to come out of it. Yes, because, you know like, saying? right before she, like, wakes up from, like, the phone call or whatever, she is about to walk through, like, a door right isn't it like a lit up door yeah and that would have been like her gone forever yeah type yeah. deal but jeremy wanted to push it because he was saying like um i had sex with her i have to get her back <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's exactly what um that like people wake up when they're like at their most uh like at the worst part of their dream like right before they're about to get killed it like yeah. triggers a reaction when they wake up so i think he was hoping that she was going to get to that point and yeah. then like wake herself wake up. up or whatever right um so she does in a sense wake up but like she's still in her dream and uh i was kind of like damn i thought when when it when that happened and they were like walking back i'm like is that really the end of the movie ah yeah i was about to be like pissed i was like that is shitty that's a long ass walk too a long yeah and a long watch for a, a, a letdown <laughs> but um <laughs> As they're walking back to the road, they're kind of like, where are we? Like, Anita's starting to get a little upset. She doesn't know where they are. She's always the one who's She's always, yeah, yeah. And we see from the woods, like, those, like, eyes start to, like, light up, which is creepy. And they all start running. And as they're running, Anita and Jeremy are swept away in the dark. Important to note, the last thing that Jeremy says to her before he's swept away is keep breathing. Oh, I thought it was love you, baby. I need some more of that sugar. 
<laughs> keep breathing, you said? He says, keep breathing. Uh. So that's like his lat once again from the real world communicating with her, telling her to keep breathing, keep okay. fighting. Okay. Um, but they don't pull her away, though. They don't pull her away. And she is fleeing towards the real world, you would say, right? Towards her conscious and not away from it. Because she runs with Jeremy and Anita. They both, oh, they all true, run in the true, same true. direction. They run in the same direction. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but mm. then it's in vain. Maybe maybe at that point she is trying to wake up. I don't know. Right. But if she is, then fail. <laughs> it didn't happen. Then, then fail. But, uh, wait, so, all right. So the final, Im- so she wakes, wakes up in quotations because no one can see me doing bunny ears. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she realizes that she's gouged out Jeremy's eyes. Yeah. Right? Got them thumbs deep in them sockets. Damn, man. like all the way. Yeah. I couldn't see knuckles. Yeah. And she gets up, and she l- walks to the mirror, and she looks in the mirror, and she smiles, and she has fangs, and that causes her to laugh. And yeah. Right after that gets the text on the iPhone that we had said, state she's been in a coma for 20 years. Yeah. What were your thoughts on the fangs, and why was she happy about it? Well, my first thought was that this is just like Prince of Darkness. Uh, we're attempting to reach you from the year 1999. Oh, yeah. Uh, I couldn't help but think of that movie. But wow. um, the fangs, man, I don't know. They're, my inclination is to think... That maybe despite her effort to go back to the real world with these two, um, it could be because like the motivation of these like figures is not exactly clear. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it could be that they're trying to keep her there for one reason or another. And the fangs are an indication to her that she's never going to wake up. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't have fangs in real life. Yeah. Like that, And that's like a permanent way to show you she's not coming out of it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's, I, that's my thought. Mine is the exact opposite from your thought. What? So, okay. So, like, remember back to the scene where she's watching Jeremy dream? Yes. And there's, like, and they're, they're all together, and, like, she has fangs, and I think Jeremy has fangs, too. Right, 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 right. I think that was an actual memory that happened. I think Jeremy was trying to communicate with her by showing her a memory of them two together. Okay. And I think, and this is all c- speculation. Conjecture. Conjecture, speculation, <laughs> assumptions. Uh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think that <laughs> when she wakes up and smiles, she's remembering an actual memory. Acknowledging. That happened. Okay. And I think, and she smiles because that it's makes like, sense. this is finally her subconscious communicating with her conscious. Oh, maybe they're actually reaching her. On the phone. That's what I think. I think she's finally gotten... She's, she's finally about to wake reached. up. She's close to waking up. So she didn't actually kill... I don't think so. Yeah, but... Well, no, yeah, that, she wouldn't have the fangs. Exactly, but still... Thank God. Still was, weird that she would be... like, Because she's asleep. That's the thing. Yeah. So she doesn't even know that she did that, is what I mean. Or, yeah. you know, or did it. But, like, why Why such, like, uh, like cruel intentions towards Jeremy? Because, like, the whole entire movie, like, before she, like sees him again he's just like this like creep this nerd fucking nerd she gouges his eyes out but like we said i think it was just like a foreign invader 
in her mind that she was trying to push away. Mm, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think um, both interpretations could hold some ground. For sure. For sure. But uh, mine is definitely right. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, nah, there's no way to know for sure. That's but true. I think it's good that we both had differing opinions. Yeah. Um, who knows? That might lead to different ratings. That's true. I doubt it. I doubt it, too. I <laughs> no, feel like I think, we're... I think it is going to be different. Yeah? Okay. No bullshit. I think it'll be different. Okay. Um. Real quick, man. Yeah. You got, you got a favorite good. scene? Oh, man. Totally forgot. Dude, just... I don't want to generalize, but every single dream sequence, dude. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, of course. Especially when they show him uh, looking up the first time, but they cut it short. Yeah. Dude, Fucking the editing insane. is it's so, like, crystal clear. Dude, and the set design for that, too, like... Just how dark this shit is is amazing. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, super, we're super we're, on, we're on the the same the same brainwave. Uh, also, I would say like the moment where the sleep study goes awry was pretty cool. What do you mean when those two people wake up? Yeah, yeah. it was just everything felt like pretty intense because like no one really knew what was going on. It was yeah. just a very tense moment. So that was almost like uh, that was almost like one of the more most intense. Yeah parts of the movie because uh you know the scientists too they like they're like oh shit or whatever. like yeah. they know something's happening yep uh which i don't know how they know that but yeah you know yeah that was a good scene too yeah. yes i'm agreeing in, in short okay good <laughs> so what are we saying so we uh it's about that time that we slap it yes you uh, want to slap it first okay <laughs> jesus i hate how to think now uh, six and a half. Straight, just went right into it. Just yeah, straight six and a half. I'm gonna explain now. Let's hear it. Okay, we slightly, <laughs> we're 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 different slightly. Slightly, okay, good. Um, yeah, I mean it's a really strong offering, um, but and it's got like great, great, great cinematography. Like the fucking color palette is like mm-hmm. not there, but it's great. You know what I'm saying? Like. And the dream sequences, fucking great. The score and all that shit that this dude did. He did so much work for this movie. Um, But it's still, and I'm not saying that you can see it in the movie, but it's still a relatively inexperienced director. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I have a hard time imagining what his future projects might be like. Like, mm-hmm. I have a hard time not thinking about that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm curious, because this movie definitely is good. Mm-hmm. But it's not like world changing good. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'll put it like this too. Whatever <laughs> I'm gonna always go back to Seder. Whatever I gave that, bump it up five point uh <laughs> a point a half a point. You know what I'm saying? Um, just cause this is definitely better. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, but that's that's pretty much six and a half. My thoughts. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm I'm just slightly higher, seven and out of ten. Thank God, because I almost said that. Did you? Yeah, I was yeah. actually a six originally. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. So, so you bumped me up a little bit. Okay. Six point seven five. Nice average. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. That that's a worthy It's a worthy watch. It's a worthy watch. Yeah, um, so continue. But yeah, you're right, man. The director, like the director really did his work to study all things dreams and sleep and apply it to the film, which is cool. Um there's a lot of inconsistencies that happen throughout the story, but can explain but can be explained when you realize it was all a dream. However, at the same time, I feel like that's kind of a cop-out because whatever doesn't make sense, you're just like, oh, that was the dream sequence. Um, So I took some points away for that. Uh, The ending was definitely a surprise, so that always bumps the score up a little bit. Um, Sarah's acting was great, but the side characters were just decent. Yeah, I I forgot to mention that. that Yeah, I didn't think there was really anything special. Um, Anita, I didn't really like Anita. I don't know why. (laughs) 
Um, That's fair. But yeah, seven out of ten. Oh, I do want to say, man, in my notes uh, for Jeremy, I put before I knew the names, I didn't look it up yet. I said Daniel Radcliffe looking mf'er. <laughs> Yo, he looks like him. Just like him. That's maybe that's why I was like, "Where's this guy from?" He looks familiar. I thought it was him for a second. <laughs> Harry Potter. I was like, Is that Daniel Radcliffe? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Jesus Christ. Um. All right. So who who's gonna talk about the next movie? It's all you. All right. So we're coming up on. I can't believe I'm gonna say this. Uh, a year. Damn. Since our first episode, which came out March seventh, we recorded for Possessor, and you can uh, go back and listen to. If you haven't listened to the earlier episodes and hear how horribly inexperienced we sound <laughs> compared to now. Um, yeah, but that was about a year ago. So be due, because of that, like we're going to do the movie that basically is the reason this podcast even started. Not like the reason, but the conversation happened right after we saw this movie in theaters together, um, which would be, I guess, the previous month, February. Probably we saw it that year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It took us about a month to get everything together. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going to be doing, uh, oops, sorry, 20, oh, technically it's 2019, according to Letterboxd, mm. but, uh, yeah, Robert Eggers is The Lighthouse. Fuck. Yeah. Dude, uh, pretty exciting. Our I'm excited Robert for that. Robert Pattinson movie. My head is going to hurt after we're done. Oh, you're going to be doing so much research? <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not the research Dude, guy. Dude, you got to do some research. No, I don't have to do any. <laughs> it's all right. No, I'll do some. I'll try. I know you will. I'll try. I was like nine jobs so <laughs> dude i got one but i work a lot does that count no it's good you gotta have more than one having job. more than one is still hard that's true no matter what i don't know i don't know dude it's about to be four so stop yeah <laughs> you're insane <laughs> gotta get that money dude yeah i guess that's true work do it now while you're young exactly my back hurt yesterday at work, actually childless. a little bit yeah that was just painful i was like ow ow why's my back hurt you gotta go to a chiropractor nah you got to go to a masseuse. I'll just have somebody hit me with a car. <laughs> I My car's right outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah but uh, it's exciting to be, to do that, do the movie that um, kind of spawned the yeah. whole idea. Actually, um, while we're still, while we still have the audience here, I do want to just make sure we highlight, if anywhere, this place is, this place, this movie is streaming and yes. it should be on Prime, which makes sense because I remember it being on Prime. Nice. Uh, yeah, so if you, like many other Americans, have Amazon Prime, check it out. Woo! Yeah, and... Uh, At this time, we'd like to say that if you like our show, and we hope you do if you've been listening up to this point, and if you're new, welcome. <laughs> Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast deli- directory. Oh, are you all right i can't see that we got we got xenomorph in the way such a cool figure thanks i love that um i know it doesn't sound like much but it only takes a second and it really helps spread the word about our show uh you can follow us on instagram twitter and facebook we also have a website that uh we'll post in the link in the show notes as always, we encourage you to reach out to us with any requests and or comments that you may have from this episode or any previous episode. Once again, and as always, thank you for listening. We'll see you later, Threadheads.